0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fun Size Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten, and I want to introduce you to my little world of strength training around my menstrual cycle. Now, I've come across a ton of cycle syncing calendars and cycle syncing um, approaches that throw in everything from yoga to hit to strength training to... Cardio, like, and it's just kind of all over the place. And I feel like trying to juggle all of that can be a bit much, if I'm being honest. Like, when I first was introduced to the world, I was like, okay, I can see how this works. But, like, in actually trying to apply that, it's just really messy. Really just, there's too much going on. Especially if you're not really vibing with the whole week worth of yoga or week worth of hit at ovulation like me. Like I'm not, I'm not super into those things, at least not for that long. So let me just kind of backtrack and talk a little bit about me, who I am and where I'm coming from with all this. So I'm 32 years old. I have a natural 26 to 30 day cycle somewhere in there. And I have a huge passion for lifting weights. I love feeling strong. I'm not currently gearing up for any event. I'm not doing a competition. I am not on a mission to drop body fat or undergo any sort of serious transformation journey. Like, I am simply a woman trying to navigate my period, finding joy in being physically strong for the sake of my health because... My health is the foundation of living my best, happiest little life. And so I wanted an approach, a strategy to use around my cycle because I know my tendencies and I know like when I'm not really feeling like working out and I needed, I just wanted something to align with that. So my mission here in sharing this with you guys is to share what I have found to be effective for me, both physically and emotionally, while also encouraging you to find that thing that works for you, to develop a simple routine that's aligned with your body's natural rhythm. Because this approach has brought significant improvements to my life, and I think that it can for you too, as long as you find your groove, and your thing that works for you. Why has it made such a difference in my life? Well, once upon a time, I would feel so guilty and so ashamed and just so discouraged if I ever had to take a rest day or not lift heavy enough because my body just, like, wasn't in it. And, like, I would literally be like, ah, like my PMS is ruining my workout streak. Like it always just fucks everything up. And like, I guess things were just going too well for me. And really like what it came down to is I had, I had a lack of understanding about my natural hormone fluctuations and how that influenced my mood, my energy level, and my training capacity. And I just felt like a victim. Like I felt like this is just happening to me and i didn't i didn't know what i didn't know i didn't understand why and on that note i had been on hormonal birth control for 10 years before this happened where i was like why is this happening like why why can't i train like normal and so when i was on hormonal birth control my hormones weren't fluctuating as much so i wasn't seeing this profound impact of my moods my energy levels like i just my hormones were pretty constant. And so my mood, my energy level was pretty constant. But with these hormone fluctuations, it kind of throws everything for a loop. But I didn't know that when I came off hormonal birth control, I just kind of assumed that my training was going to be exactly the same as it was, but it wasn't. And I felt awful about it. I was like, why is this happening? Like, again, feeling like, the victim. But now with a better understanding of my own body's natural rhythm and like how my how my cycle affects me, I've been able to kick that guilt and that shame to the curb because I understand why it's happening. So there's no more feeling bad, there's no more of this victimized feeling. It's like, "Oh, I know what I need to do at this point in my cycle because this is what my body needs." So basically i've been working out in sync with my body and not following some crazy <laughs> hit strength training yoga hit strength training yoga weird you know thing cuz i love i love the strength training that's where like that's what i want to do that what that's what lights me up so if you are someone who's on hormonal birth control This is just a reminder that your hormone fluctuations are probably not as pronounced as someone who is not on hormonal birth control and is doing it the natural way. And so the impact of cycle syncing for someone who's on birth control might not be as profound, but that's not to say that you can't do it. Like feel free to tag along, use whatever piece of this you feel will work for you. Try it out, experiment. Um, and just see, see what feels right for you. That's what I want you guys to take away from this, regardless of if you're on hormonal birth control or not. Um, just, you know, see if you connect with any of these things that I'm about to talk about. And if you do, then, you know, try, try out what I'm doing. If it doesn't work for you, okay, try something else. But if it does work for you, like, let me know. And I am, I will be excited to hear about that. So before you can customize your training routine, it is imperative to understand how your cycle affects you and how your body goes through the various phases of your cycle, like what, what symptoms do you have, what happens to your mood, your energy level, your strength, like all of that stuff. And so without that knowledge, you're kind of navigating in the dark and it's not the most ideal scenario, right? So for me, I like to use an app called Flow. I've used a bunch of different period tracking apps before. And this is the one I gravitated to. I just really like that you can record a variety of different emotions and symptoms and circumstances. Like you can log the heaviness of your flow. You can log when you have alcohol, when you're on vacation. You can log different moods that you have. So, anything from anxiety to anger to feelings of poor self esteem. Like, you can log a whole shit ton of things. And I think that's really what you want to be practicing and doing and being aware of, and not just like the days that you got your period. Because I've used those apps before and I'm like, okay, like yeah, this is helpful probably when I need to tell my doctor when I have my last period, but it's not helpful to like understand all the other phases of my cycle. So that app is called Flow. I am not affiliated with this company in any way, shape, or form. I'm just simply sharing what I use, and maybe you can use it too. But after that, it's kind of all about listening to your body and finding what works for you. Again, I'm like a broken record here. Like you gotta find what works for you. And this is because if you're one of the lucky ones who doesn't turn into a pre-period monster, then you might not even need to make any major adjustments to your training program. Like you might just be able to train like a guy for lack of a better phrase here, but you know what I'm saying? Like you you might not need to adjust much at all if you don't have these wild fluctuations in your mood. But if you're listening to this, I have a feeling that's probably not the case. So let's dive into what I do and hopefully you can take bits and pieces of this and put it into your own customized strategy. As you know, we have four phases of our menstrual cycle. We have menstruation, follicular phase, ovulation, and luteal phase. So let's start with menstruation. And actually, this phase that I'm gonna talk about, this is actually pre-period and menstruation. So it's like the lead up and like right when the period starts. So for me, the week leading up to my period can be quite a roller coaster, to say the least. Um, I have a whole bunch of symptoms ranging from tender breasts, fatigue, brain fog, mood swings take over, like I'm all over the place. And this is where my training changes the most. So my energy and my motivation for lifting just kind of drops significantly and instead of forcing myself to hustle when my body is clearly telling me no, and instead of feeling guilt and shame for not feeling my best, here's what I do instead. I take a deload week. If you haven't heard the word deload before, essentially what that means is lifting lighter, lowering the intensity, lengthening the rest periods, doing less reps or sets, and or intentionally taking rest days so basically like if you can think of like a dial like a the volume dial like just think of this as just turning the volume down that's it we're not turning it off it's not just a button we're just dialing it back this is important because it's all about acknowledging and respecting your body's demand for rest and recovery during this specific phase of your cycle while at the same time Incorporating gentle movements that help alleviate cramps and improve your mood and not make you feel like you're totally off the wagon. For me, what this looks like with a 26 to 30 day cycle anywhere (laughs) in there, it's just so erratic, right? Um, I tend to typically kick off my deload week around day 22 or whenever the pre-period struggles hit. Like there are some months where I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm really feeling good. And then it doesn't hit to like three days before my cycle starts and it's just, you know, the worst one ever. And some days it just, or some months, it just gradually comes on. So I really check in with my body and I start that deload when I know for like, when I know it's for real, when I know it's like, okay, it's, it's, it's definitely coming. It's definitely my period. So I kick off the deload around day 22-ish, and I typically ride it out until day three or day four of my period. So this is typically when the worst of my period is over. For me, day one and day two are the worst, right? Like the cramps are the worst. My energy level is the worst. The flow is the worst. Like it's just... All of that is like, I just don't want to do anything, maybe go for a walk, like that's about all I can handle. Um, So that's how long my deload lasts. It's typically about a week long, which works really well. Um, And I almost always take a full rest day on day one or day two, sometimes both, depending on how it's going that month and how I'm feeling, and so on those days that i do take a full-on rest day from the gym i like to go for a long walk or a long hike or maybe it doesn't even have to be long at all maybe it could just be like 15 minutes but whatever it is i like to go on a walk for these two days that i'm taking a rest from the gym i do this for a couple reasons one because it helps me stick to my routine and my schedule because i'm usually active in the mornings. And if I I find that if I'm like super lazy and I'm just on the couch all morning, then like it affects the rest of my day and I'm like this this doesn't even feel like a day. <laughs> so that's one reason why I do it. But the other reason is like it makes me feel better, right? Like it helps to alleviate some cramps and it improves my mood. But aside from walking, maybe a little light stretching, that's about all the activity that I can handle during those two days. And yoga to me just doesn't fit in there. Like, I like yoga sometimes, <laughs> not all the time. It's really hard for me as like a go-go-go type of person to like slow down and do the yoga. But I find that yoga during my period it's just like even more uncomfortable because it's not a super comfortable activity for me. It really does make me uncomfortable because I have to slow down. And so adding uncomfortable on top of uncomfortable is not joyful, but adding something like walking, which is therapeutic and I actually enjoy, it does feel right. So take that into consideration too. Um, F you all other cycle syncing (laughs) charts and approaches, because don't force me to do yoga when I don't want to. But I'm not, I'm not shitting on yoga. I do appreciate it sometimes. Anyway, um, that's about it for the pre-period deload phase. Um, I like to think of this as winter because you're kind of hibernating in a sense. You're not like super active. You're not outside and doing a whole lot of things. You're just kind of, like I said, dialed back a little bit next we have the follicular phase and i like to think of this as like a slow ramp up to ovulation um this for me starts around day four day five of my cycle because that's when it's lighter i'm starting to feel like myself again i'm like starting to feel awake and alive and ready to get back into the gym and The thing is though, I've learned that going from zero, which is like that deload week, maybe not zero, maybe it's like 40%, but going from 40% to a hundred percent doesn't do me any favors. (laughs) Like I've been there before. It can cause some injuries and some soreness and those things don't really fit well into this at all. or ever, I should say. So we kind of don't wanna go from zero to 100 or even 40 to 100 because we're just setting ourselves up for not a good time. So here is what I do instead. During the follicular phase, I gradually increase my workout intensity as I approach ovulation. Like I kind of think of this literally as a ramp. It's just like slowly going up that ramp. I do this because with estrogen on the rise, the body tends to experience a gradual increase in energy levels. And so by gradually ramping up the workout intensity alongside this gradual ramp up of energy levels, you just like naturally harness that surge in energy without overwhelming and burning out and um, getting injuries and being overly sore. So what this looks like, for me is as my period goes away, I ease back into the gym and I'm gradually amping up that intensity and load with each passing day as I prepare for the next two upcoming phases. And for me personally, I have a pretty short follicular phase, so this phase usually doesn't even last a full week. It's usually like just under a full week. And you might have heard this phase referred to as spring because it's in the name, right? We're slowly coming out of the darkness. It's the sun's out. The weather's warmer. We're like slowly just getting into more activity, doing more, being out more. Um, And so it's that gradual ramp up. Next, we have ovulation phase. This is kind of the high energy phase. But considering that ovulation is kind of a short phase as well, I typically tend to group ovulation and the luteal phase together. To me, they're kind of not the same, but they're similar in terms of how I... However, for the purpose of this discussion, I will talk about them separately. So. My exercise style during this phase is to embrace challenging exercises or strive for those PRs, personal records. And I do this because energy levels are now soaring, they're reaching their peak, strength is also nearing its peak, and this makes it such an optimal time to really push your limits, challenge yourself with more intense workouts or heavier lifts, and aim for those personal records. Now, depending on what periodization phase I'm in, what I'm training in that month, this will look different. For example, if I'm in my strength and power phase, I'll put all my energy towards lifting heavy and getting those PRs. But if I'm in an endurance phase, I maximize on the high intensity part and really push myself um, to have those short rest periods to get all those reps in and keep my heart rate elevated. I like to think of this phase as summer because it's when you're the most active. For me, this phase is kind of short, but like I said, I kind of extend this into at least the first half of my luteal phase. So let's talk about luteal. Following ovulation during, like I said, the initial segment of my luteal phase, That's when I often feel my absolute strongest. Like yeah, my energy is high at ovulation, but I feel even stronger right after ovulation. However, I start to notice that this is when my energy is starting to slowly decline. So my exercise style during this phase is to, once again, embrace those challenging workouts and aim for those PRs, but with a mindfulness approach, knowing that the darker days are coming. <laughs> In this phase, my progressive overload reaches its peak, I, but at the same time I'm ensuring that I have enough rest time between sets and that I'm not overly pushing it. And believe it or not, many of my personal records and PRs tend to occur between ovulation and the early part of my luteal phase. And this phase I like to think of as fall because we're slowly winding down. Um, If you're anything like me and you live in a warmer state, um, there's that extended summer, you know, like (laughs) September, October, I feel like are still gorgeous. They're still beautiful. They're not as hot, but you know, you're still kind of in that summer mode where it's still pool time. You can still be outside and do all the fun things. Um, So for me, like I feel like my luteal, training phase is an extension of my ovulation training phase. But at the tail end of it, that's when, you know, things get real dark real fast. (laughs) So as we approach the end of the luteal phase, then the cycle repeats all over again, and I go back into the pre-period deload. So that is what I do for my strength training around my cycle. Um, I hope that you can take bits and pieces of this and try them out, test them out, see if they work for you. Um, As you do that though, make sure to listen to your body, pay attention to how you feel and adjust accordingly. It's okay to train on the first day of your cycle if you feel up to it and it's okay to take a day off around ovulation if you're feeling fatigued. None of this is set in stone and know that It's kind of just like a guideline and that you can give yourself the permission slip to sprinkle in rest days as needed. Literally this stuff is not set in stone. The beauty of cycle syncing lies in pattern recognition, but nothing is ever constant and perfect. I repeat, nothing is ever constant and perfect. Even patterns aren't constant and some months are going to be different from others. So embrace that flexibility of adapting to your body's unique responses and symptoms and navigate whatever hormonal fluctuations that come your way. And remember, again and again and again, your period symptoms, your cycle might dance to a different beat. So tune in to whatever your body needs and just take bits and pieces of this as you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, I'll catch you in the next one.